there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, fellow fit nerds. This is Monica Ellis with Superheroes Nutrition. So I'm here today to let you know in terms of maybe getting in shape. You love superheroes. You need a change in your life. I really want you guys to check us out. We have an Instagram. It's Superheroes Nutrition. I'm Wonder Woman on there. Um, and I'm here to set the example for individuals who need a change in their life. Everybody needs some motivation. Everybody needs some inspiration. Check out our page. We have superhero workouts. We're going to be launching um, a brand new fit kit pretty soon. And we have a YouTube channel. So please check that out. Um, my email is monica at superheroesnutrition.com. So like I said, if you're looking for a change, you want to get fit, and you need some extra push in the right direction, then this is the cert- um, certainly the place to get started. Thanks so much. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. We're the punks, we're the punks, we're the, we're the, we're the punks. We're the punks, we're the punks, we're the, we're the, we're the punks. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's Connor Justice of the Inland Empire 66ers, and you're listening to the All Angels Podcast. up it is your boy johnny mags back at you once again joined as always with dan garcia and this is the all angels podcast for august 31st 2017 
Obviously, we're going to start with it. I mean, biggest news of the day. Obviously, the biggest news. Probably, well, yeah, Raw Major League Baseball. Yeah. The Angels have acquired Justin Upton from the Detroit Tigers. Um, details, Daniel? I know you got him. Yeah, um, Upton for the from Detroit for uh, Grayson Long. Um, the number, depending on where you look, the number nine prospect in the Angels organization, but the top pitching prospect. Uh, he's a 23-year-old third-rounder. Um, but, you know, the big thing is, like you said, Upton coming in and, and kind of going with the trade is also the trade of of Cam uh, Maben to Air, uh, Houston to kind of make room in that outfield for him. So two corresponding trades happen probably within, you would say, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes hey, of each other? Yeah. You know, news first broke of uh, uh, Justin Upton, and I quickly hit uh, you and Chris up on the text message, and I'm like, Angels are about to acquire Justin Upton. What does this mean? Where is he going? The outfield's packed. The outfield, I mean. Right, we're trying to figure out where is the position he can play. We're like, I'm like, left field, maybe? I mean, what is that? I mean, dude, like, well, who's going to be our leadoff guy? You know, obviously, now with you now, we don't know what the heck's going on there. So it's kind of like we were scratching our heads. And then, what, yeah, 10, 15 minutes later. The Maven trade came, came came into effect. Yeah, so, I mean. I mean, I've been, I, as well as you have, we've been on social media, just getting the reaction of the fans, and, and I'll go back to what I've said before in other podcasts, not just, you know, but you're you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, if you're the Angels organization, if you're Billy Epler, if you don't make a move for somebody, they're going to say, oh, well, they didn't make a move at the trade deadline, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, that's why we didn't get this far. If you make a move, you're going to have people that are mad, people that are going to get upset. I've already seen online people talking about how they're, why would you trade Cameron Maven? He was my favorite player. It's like, well, the dude's only been here like five months. But right. I, but I understand Cameron Maven is a stand-up guy. But if you look at numbers alone, just this season, Justin Upton is an upgrade. Right. Period. Offensively. No, definitely. I mean, I looked at it, you know, the whole season as a whole, and then post All Star break. So, just a quick um, full season look at it: uh, twenty eight home runs to uh, Maven six. Yeah. Um, Upton's also batting two seventy nine. Maven was batting two thirty five. Um, definitely power number wise, Upton definitely has the advantage. And I even looked at it more post All Star break, and I was surprised to see he's still maintained. I mean, he's actually playing better now. Uh, after the all-star break than he was you would look at his averages so um you know post all-star break maven's batting was batting 197 with zero home runs and one rbi mm. and you have upton that's batting 304 with 13 rbis and and 40 or 13 home runs and 40 rbis so definitely looks like an upgrade now the question now with upton is that he is technically signed through 2021 he does have an opt-out clause at the end of this year. And the rumor had it that was going around Detroit was the reason why he was on even, even on the trade block was that he saw Detroit working towards a rebuild. And being 30 years old, he didn't want to be part of it. You know, getting up there in age, want to be part of a team that can contend now. Right. So now if he's on the Angels and he sees them as a contender, playing with Trout, playing with Calhoun, playing with you know the young pitching staff that we hope will get fully healthy next year – does he see that as being a contender, and does he opt back into his contract? Yeah, and another thing we talked about were the numbers on that contract. $22 million in the next couple of years. That's a damn good deal. So, 
he would have to really take into consideration if I want to be on a contending team, which contending team is going to pay me this much money. Um, there's a few teams out there that can, the Yankees of Dodgers. Uh, you know, there's a few teams out there that actually can, but the deal is really good. So it'll be hard for him to get more or just the same amount of money that he has on this contract already. So looking at numbers-wise, as far as getting paid, I just don't see him getting anything much more better than that. So that's why I think the Angels said, look, let's trade for this guy. Cameron Rabin would have been a free agent at the end of this year. And we talked about us. Right. We talked about, hey, the Angels should re-sign Cameron Mabin. Obviously, that's not going to happen at all. Maybe he will. Maybe, you never know. Right. We've seen players leave a team and come back yeah, next year. Yeah. But I think the Angels looked at it as there's a great possibility that we can just keep uh, up then to the remainder of this contract. And it's just like us going out and signing the free agent in that fielder anyway. You know. So yeah. So exactly. And if you if you are able to convince Maven or not Maven convince Upton to stay, then there you're set you're set in your outfield for the next you know three four years with him being signed to 2021, Trout being signed to 2020, and then Calhoun I believe uh, he's on his still the first six yeah. service time deal, and I think it expires in a couple years. So. If he does opt in, it, it, it does solidify that outfield for yeah, you. for sure. And um, so, I, I looking at it, when I first got it, I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, kind of a lot of people. Then coming home and then figuring out that um, the numbers aspect of it and everything, yeah. it definitely shows that it was a good trade for the Angels. And it shows, hopefully, that shows Trout more than anything that the Angels are here to compete and here to to make a run at it, and hopefully that convinces Trout to lean more to staying and showing that you know it it can be done here and not have him go anywhere else. Right, and and like you said, it shows Trout that look we're committed to spending money on the guys that we need to win games. I mean, I know that Josh Hamilton deal, the our approvals deal have been nah, they're not very good deals, but um, in recent time, in recent, I would say the past two years, I think, since we've gotten burned on these contracts, the Angels have kind of been hesitant to go out and spin. And kind of, I think I think it's been said that Artie Moreno said he doesn't, he didn't want to spend too much. Right. So now it's just kind of like, when they went out, if, if they, if they, uh, oh, we'll get to that right now. But if they, if they, um, you know, if, where was I? About <laughs> Moreno not wanting to spend money. Yeah, he didn't want to spend money. You know, we're, we're kind of like, oh, I don't want to go over this luxury camp, blah, 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 blah. Right. But making a deal for a guy in Upton who may not opt out and giving him 22 a year, that shows that... They're willing to spend at least something, yeah. So Is that... Do you have it confirmed? Mm-hmm. Confirmed? Okay, so hold on one second. I got to set this up because I already got it going. Here we go. Breaking news. All right, Daniel, break the news. Yeah, so... F- and if you... uh have been following uh, Instagram or Twitter more often today than you kind of saw this one coming. Um, Phillips, Brandon Phillips from the Braves has been traded, has agreed to be traded because he did have a no trade clause and he had to approve it. Um, But he did approve a trade to the Angels, so now we have a second baseman. Wow. Um, Angels, everything's kind of preliminary. Full details haven't come out yet, but the big name, if you call it that, in in the trade is... Tony Sanchez, a minor league catcher that the Angels signed earlier uh, this year. I remember. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, the big name of it. I'm sure there might be, like, some cash consideration going back and forth. Um, So you're able to get Phillips and and, uh, an Upton without really giving up any – I mean, yeah, Grayson Long was a ninth prospect in your your 
you know, your farm system, but you still didn't give up anything major. You didn't have to give up your yeah. two big keys at the top with a uh, with uh, Adele, Adele and, Jones. and Jones. So that's good. And two, we we're talking about this before. Phillips comes off the books this year. Yeah, it's a strictly a rental. He's up there in age. His contract at the end of this year it works out great. They can get some kind of push into the playoffs mm-hmm. or for the playoffs. He, you know, then it's worth it. If not, if he struggles, if whatever. You know, let him work the way out of his contract, and then the year say thank you for trying, and let him go on his way. Yeah, and, and I agree ninety five percent of the fact that he's going to be a rental player. The only way he comes back is if he takes less money. Yeah, and probably a one or two year deal because he's like I said, yeah. he's up there in age. And do the Angels really? I mean, if you if you're looking at a one two year deal, uh, well, two yeah, like a two year deal, you're looking at at least thir- ten to thirteen million a year. I'm assuming for Brandon Phillips, yeah, that's that's a bit pricey in my in my eyes. Uh, so right now, hey, it's, it's a great move because second base has been a hole for us. Um, right, I love the way uh, um, Caleb Coward has came up and has played well there, but he's playing out of position. He's not a second baseman. Done right. a great job. I'm not saying he wasn't doing a good right. job for what we needed to do. He yeah. he was able to fill fill the hole. But we haven't had a guy in that second base hole since Howie Kendrick left that we can kind of depend on. Sure, um, what's his name? The girls loved him. Oh, Espinosa? No, 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 no. The one before him. Ivar? The or not Ivar? Guy. Howie? No, 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 no. Right after Howie. What's his name? Johnny. Uh, Oh, Giovatella. Giovatella. Giovatella had one great year. Right. Played totally above, totally overdid himself. And you can kind of see it now because he went to Baltimore and got and, sent down to AAA almost now, right away. Yeah, now he's kind of like, no one, I don't Okay. But either way, we haven't had a really great or a quality second baseman since Howie Kendrick. So it's been about three, four years. Uh, Brandon Phillips brings veteran leadership, uh, a good bat, and defensively, uh, very good second baseman. Uh, definitely now towards the later part of his career. But you know what? He doesn't mean he can't be a guy like Utley on the Dodgers, who who is a veteran guy, plays second base, and and bring just bring a, a consistent bat to the lineup. Um, I don't think he was raking in in, in uh, Atlanta, but he was doing decent, better than anybody we've had. At second yeah, base I mean, year. just so you guys know, um, season totals for Phillips is two ninety one. Uh, batting average, 11 home runs, 52 RBIs. Compare that to, granted, it's not a full year. He came up, you know, right, right around All Star break. But uh, Coward is batting 233 with uh, three home runs and 10 RBIs. He had that really long, great stretch when he first came up, oh, and it yeah. looked like he was going to tear it up. But then yeah. recently, probably within the last month or so, he has been struggling with consistency. Now you're trying to see him more of a platoon. With him and Pennington, and obviously, if you watched last night's game, uh, that worked out. But right. now, again, you have a guy in there, Phillips, that can play second base. You can kind of have Cowart go back to third base, and now maybe he turns into because you know we were at the 66ers on Monday yeah. for his rehab start. Monday, you know, 0 for 3. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, 0 for 3. Not a big deal. But Wednesday was the news came out where his second rehab start where he got injured. So, you know. How far is he away now? How big is the setback? Will he come back? And how well will he play? Because there's no more minor league games after next week. Right. I don't believe any of the Angels minor league teams are in the playoffs. So they're they're done. So now you can have a coward Valbuena uh, platoon at third base, righty-lefty. Mm-hmm. So that would be – because Coward is a switch hitter. So I'm guessing he'll bat the right – like on the right side of the plate and Valbuena obviously being a lefty. 
Um, I can see that being for Coward now more, like you said earlier, his natural position. Pennington still kind of filling in that that rover, that that in between mm-hmm. shortstop, Short, second, second base. Yeah, yeah, just depending on who needs a day off or late game situation, you know. So, um, good, another good pickup by the Angels. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Yep, they're guaranteed to making a playoffs," but it definitely helps their case. And I still believe it's gonna come down to the pitching more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, look, offensively. Um, I mean, look. you look at the lineup now and you add up, then you're like, man, 28 home runs, 90-some RBIs. And then you look at the second base position. and, and So now you're looking one through nine. Even Maldonado comes through with great clutch hits sometimes and right. he has a great game. So now you look at that lineup and you're saying, wow, with Arbuena heating up, uh, with Chrome playing the way right. he's been playing, add up then, you add Phillips, Mike Trout does his thing. The whole <laughs> Albert Pujols and the four or three hole doesn't really matter now. you know? Right. And- so... Uh, you know, you're right. Pitching's going to do it. And Heaney, Skaggs need to continue to work, progress forward. Richard's coming back. I know uh, we just got news that he's going to be added to the roster soon here. Yeah. And make a start soon for the Angels. I know he pitched over in uh, AAA the other night and pitched, what, like through 45 pitches? Gave up. Two innings. Yeah. yeah. Two innings. Um, but, yeah, his pitch count was up. Yeah. So they did. They, the idea going into it was that he was going to go three innings. But with the pitch count being what it was. Um, they took him out and uh, after two, but no runs. Did kind of you kind of worried because you you weren't able to watch. I wasn't able to watch the game, obviously being from AAA. So I don't know how deep they worked the counts. Was it a bunch of foul balls? Was yeah. it a bunch of full counts? Was it you know what was it any wild pitches? So the only thing that and he's always kind of had a guy been a guy that gets his pitch count up there kind of quickly, right? Because the stuff does move around so much that. And he's a strikeout guy, too. Right, so he's trying to strike you out. So if he has 0-2, he's going to try to throw a couple out out of the strike zone to uh, get you to swing and miss. And sometimes that's great. He gets it. And sometimes it it forces the count to go to 2-2, you know, 3-2, full count. And now his pitch count goes from, you know, maybe averaging 15, 16 pitches in an inning to 20-25. So that will be interesting to see when when he comes back how how that's going to affect the rotation. But... I believe they're probably, I don't want to say they're rushing him back, but with the JC, you know, still being out a couple weeks before they can even really make another evaluation, I kind of feel like they are rushing him back just to see how it goes. But, you know, only time time will tell on that one. Yeah, and, I mean, it's 40-man roster time right now, you know, for all Major League Baseball teams. So the Angels definitely have options now with pitching, even in the bullpen. They made a a, a little move here. I mean, I don't know if we mentioned the last podcast, but they, they signed Fernando Salas, to a minor league deal uh, a few weeks back, got a veteran guy who's got experience. They called him up from to the forty uh, man roster, and then Alex Meyer got put on the uh, disabled list. I don't know if you the, saw that the, too. Yeah, the sixty day deal. So Alex Meyer is on the sixty day deal, but guys like Fernando Salas are going to come up into the bullpen. Uh, guys that probably that were coming up and down like a Scribner, he's going to stay up right. Now, yeah, you know, but Alvarez. now, but yeah, now he's going to be instead of that spot starter, he's going to be that another long guy, kind of like. Um, Jesse's been since since uh, since Skaggs came back. Right. Another guy that can give you two or three innings. So, right. you know, again with the with the rosters expanding, now you're a little more free to play more matchups pitching wise because you're not so confined to like I only have X amount of pitchers in the bullpen. Right. You can maybe have a guy go a little bit longer, giving him an extra day off because you have more arms in the bullpen. So. Right. So now it's going to be really interesting to see how the Angels and Social are going to deal with with the expanded rosters. Yeah, and and I mean. 
I know that it gives us uh, flexibility, well, offensively and and pitching wise because of the of the pitchers and the arms that we have. But you know, we're in contention, so maybe a lot of these guys aren't even going to see playing time or pitching time. You know, unless of course we're up ahead by a lot or down by a lot. Right. But, um, the forty man roster expansion. It's it's always cool to see these guys come up, and you you get your first glimpses of guys. You know, um, so. Angels making moves, man. Um, these two deals, I mean, have been kind of just out of nowhere. I didn't expect them to do anything like this. Um, only time will tell if it pays off or if it's just one of those things where, like, okay, well, I mean, they tried. Um, but that's the that's the big news of the day. Now, let's move forward. This homestand wasn't all great, but they kind of turned it around against Oakland and swept Able Oakland, get, yeah. <clears throat> which they should have done. Yeah, that's definitely... When you're in a, in a race like they are in right now, you definitely have to take care of the the games that you can, uh, yeah. the lesser opponents if you will, like, like the um, like the A's, you know. But it started out in Texas, and it wasn't, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't great. Yeah, and and then Houston too wasn't wasn't exactly what you were looking for. Um, there was a few games there where they sh- they probably should have won, and it just kind right. of exploded on us. Yeah, they like, they ah. they lost they lost uh, Friday. They won Saturday and lost Sunday. So they went one and two against Houston, which, you know, Houston being the division leader, you kind of hope that, like, okay, maybe we can get two or three from them and, you know, put some more pressure on them. But, you know, you went two for three or one for uh, one for two and one and two. And then you said Oakland, you swept Oakland, which is great off day today on Thursday. And then they're back at Texas for next week. And then also after the weekend, they're they're in Oakland. So, yeah. You got to beat Texas because Texas is right there, right? Where it's like, okay, these guys look what they, you know, they they took the series before, the, you know, uh, you're going over there. You got to take care of business. Uh, good news on our end, it looks like Beltre might be hurt. Yeah, I and saw he's his, an angel killer. Yeah, um, he had one game last time. I think the week we, right before we talked last week, he had a game where he gave up uh, or he hit two home runs and he had a multi home run game against us. Um, so he has an MRI tomorrow. I saw, so definitely he's out tomorrow. Yeah, and guessing they're getting the results back on Saturday with the MRI. So they might want to give him a day off. Might give him a day off or two. So maybe at the earliest you see him Sunday for the last for the game, the getaway game. But then again, if they're going, I don't know their schedule off the top of their head. But if they don't have an off day that Monday and they have to play Monday night, they might just kind of hold them out until right. that Monday game at wherever they're playing. So. You know, as it stands right now, I believe all the MLB games are done for the day because it was a very short schedule and a lot of them are traveling. But uh, Angels are a game and a half back because Minnesota played today and they won. Right. So, you know, Minnesota's on fire. Minnesota's been winning, you know, and that's kind of the situation the Angels put themselves in Mm -hmm. where, yeah, they have to win, but also they're going to need at least some kind of help with Minnesota being up by a game and a half. Baltimore finally Baltimore. lost. Oh, finally. They finally lost today. They're 8-2 in the last 10 games. I yeah. mean, they shot up the the wild card standing. And same thing with, with Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, they, they came out of nowhere. Yeah, they're four games back, but they're 7-3 and three out of their last 10. So yeah. anyone that is going to win this wild card... It's gonna. They're gonna go. Someone's gonna go on a four, five, six game winning streak, and it's just gonna depend on who it is. Because none of these teams, if the Angels make it, if Baltimore makes it, Minnesota, none of these teams are so much better than the others where they're gonna run away with it. Where after a week, it's like, okay, it's over. Everyone's gonna stay close. Everyone's gonna stay in that little bubble. Yeah, I, it's it's crazy, and I know people are talking about, oh, it's so stupid. You see those records that all those teams have, blah 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 blah. You know what? 
this is exactly what MLB had envisioned when they they envisioned the new uh, wild card system. Exactly, yep. and it, it's awesome. I mean, people are talking about how these are mediocre teams, blah 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 blah. Well, you know, I I, I am from the I don't know. I'm not old score or anything, but I guess I kind of am. But I see if you're over 500, it means you're above average, and every team in this right. race is above 500. I know mean, we're right there, but dude. All you can ask for is com- a competitive baseball late in September. We weren't even close this time last, last year. year. Yep. And we're talking about actually maybe making the playoffs. And there's team, there's people out there. Uh, John Smoltz, I heard an interview with John Smoltz talking about how what the Angels are doing is out of control because you look at what they had to go through this season just With to be injuries, where they're at. Yeah. Who would have thought the Angels would be where they're at right now? And for everyone that Socha hates, if they make the wild card, he will win manager of the yeah, year. Watch. He if, will. if they make if they make the playoffs with all the injuries, not only not only to the pitching staff, you know, and, and bullpen guys, but to missing Trout for that long period yeah, of time. Six he, weeks. He will if the angel, and even if they don't, if it's still close, there's still an outside chance that he wins manager of the year. If they make the playoffs, he will win manager of the year. I, I mean, there's no other way. All the other teams that are in their division, they're winning their division, are almost you expected it. Boston had a big payroll coming in yeah. with with price and 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 sales, so they're where they're supposed to be. Cleveland went to the World Series. They're exactly where they're yeah, should, they should, should be. be. Houston's a little ahead of schedule. They started off super hard. Now they're kind of coming. Now down they're coming the down. Third. So, yeah. so I mean, you almost have to look at it. You know, maybe New York because they're ahead of schedule. But then again, too, they're only a game up in that first wild card yeah. spot. So not only are you looking at the Angels maybe making it that second spot, if they get on a run and Yankees slow down, there's an opportunity where the Angels could host the wild card game in Anaheim, and that would only more solidify Sosha as the AL Manager of the Year. So you know. For where they were last year and the way they are now, it's it's night and day. And I have to, I mean, you got to commend uh, Billy Epler's decision making yes. in the off season. I mean, when you looked at the moves he made, we didn't really think, oh, that's okay, uh, whatever, we'll right. see. And now that you look at it, you're like, wow, wow, well, that paid off. You know, right. I mean, even the signing of Luis Valbuena, you look at his power numbers: seventeen home runs, fifty RBIs. I mean, I know his batting average is horrible. But but damn, and then you look at the you know that picking up uh, Tyler Bridwell, right? Who, that, I mean, come on, like who would have thought? Part, and even and even Parker Bridwell, yeah, would be, Parker Bridwell, and even look, I know he's not on the team right now. He got traded, but Hernandez when he was on the team, yes. for the, he was a guy that no one knew about. Um, Blake Parker, Blake Parker, him up off of waivers. Blake RV Parker, he's a guy that they like signed up. Petit, I mean, you look at their bullpen, and you can probably say their top. Three or four dudes out of those top five guys, probably three or four of them are guys that A, none Angel fans heard of before this year, and B, probably most of Major League Baseball fans haven't heard about. Or didn't want to give it. Right. But Norris. I know he struggled the last month, but up until last month, he was kind of like, whoa, Bud Norris, really? Exactly. So, I mean, Billy Epler, like, quick clap for you there. I mean, really. And then these moves for Upton and, 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 and Phillips, I mean, wow. You know? And I think, too, looking back, and I know people gave the Angels a lot of crap at the first deadline, the non-waiver deadline. Yeah, it was pretty quiet. Yeah, it was quiet. <laughs> it was They didn't make any moves. Why? Look at everyone else around them, blah, blah, blah. But I really believe that the Angels wanted to see, knowing that about, this, about the waiver deadline coming up at, you know, at 9 o'clock here, Pacific time, you know, 12 o'clock Eastern, they knew this waiver was coming up, this trade deadline was coming up, I think they wanted to hold Pat 
Not make a decision one way see or the where other. They were. See where they were. Give the team another month to see where they were. You know, because in that month, they could have very easily have been out of it, been, yeah. you know, seven, eight games out and be like, okay, now we can start seeing what we can do. Yeah. But now that they gave them that extra month, able to see, no, we're in this. Yeah, we're gonna, exactly. We have an opportunity to compete. Now use that second deadline as as if it was your first deadline. Right. And able to make your moves and make it make a push for the playoffs. So, yeah. I think that's very sneaky, smart of, of Upler and the front office to know that not to rush. I think yeah. that was the biggest thing. Don't rush and make a decision that you're going to regret, whether they're buying a player like Upton at the first deadline and giving up a lot more than they did, right, right. or get caving in and selling, you know, selling a Valbuena, selling a a uh, even a top Redwell, prospect like yeah, Jones or somebody. Yeah, so you know, I think that's a very sneaky move that now not a lot of people are talking about that the. The front office was able to make this second deadline more eventful than their first deadline right. and probably giving up a lot less stuff than if they were to do it earlier in the season. Right. And what really, and speaking of trades and all this good stuff, uh, after the the, the, the the breaking news of Upton and the possible, now, now that we got Phillips, but at the time there was rumors that we were going to get Phillips. I was online looking at everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. There was a lot of fans that were upset that the Angels didn't make a move for pitching. Now... Mm-hmm. Guys, tell me who we could have gotten right now. Like who? Like really? I mean, you got to look at the picture. Aside from maybe being able to acquire Justin Verlander, who else would have been able? Who would we have been able to grab? Nobody, guys. So you gotta, you you gotta kind of just say, okay, I know we need we need pitching, quote unquote, need pitching, because we don't have that ace guy on our staff but guys like that aren't easily given up this late in this year especially in waiver trade deadline right. they're not easy to grab you're not going to pick up a guy like a Kershaw or a Verlander a Price you're not going to pick up a guy like that so um, you can't be upset that the Angels didn't go get pitching because it wasn't out there to get um, We they were able to fill a hole in left field I, I call it a, a semi hole because Cameron was doing a decent job right he wasn't hurting you he no. wasn't he but, wasn't the re- he wasn't the reason why you were winning games, but he also wasn't the reason you were losing games. Yeah, either. but and if you look at the numbers, <laughs> you're like, okay, I could see why this move was made. You look exactly, at Upton yeah. and you looked at Maven, and you're like, they're the same age. Wow, look at the numbers, Upton, Brandon Phillips. Why not? Right. Why not? It's only I can't get any worse, and he's a quality guy. So, pitching was not. I think the pitching has been doing a great job, considering the fact. All the injuries, everything that's happened to the Angels. Parker Bridwell has stepped his game up. J.C. Ramirez, before he got hurt, was, was a workhorse on the staff. Mm-hmm. Skaggs coming back and then pitching good. Heaney looked great in his last, last outing. outing. Yep. I know it was against the age, but you know what? You're supposed to beat these teams. He went out and he did it. He's supposed and, to look that way. And what it, what he did more than anything was the way he spotted his pitches. The Just the command that he had on the mound that night was better than the first two starts. No, well, you can actually even look at it and say it's probably one of her better better career starts cuz 10 10k was his was his uh career average or is his career average and he got that, you know, against the A's. So, yes. you know, if that's what it is and now he's able to trust some of his pitches again cuz I've, you know, I've never personally been through any kind of surgery. You know, with Tommy John surgery, I can only imagine mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount of trust you have coming back right yeah, away and is. then you kind of have to work that trust in the arm to make sure if I throw this curveball to make sure my arm isn't going to blow out again. So, yeah. you know, again, with the trust issue, the more and more he trusts it, I can think the, the better he's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't expect him to come back and be the Heaney 
of old right away. Right. Like, you know, you're right. He's not, he's going to be afraid to maybe throw a little harder. He's going to be afraid to maybe snap the slider a little bit. More. Right. You know, he's, he's going to have to work himself into having that confidence level again. And it looked like it happened against Oakland. So the pitching staff look going forward too in the next few years. I mean, if these guys don't get hurt, Heaney, Skaggs, you know, even Tropiano. Trope, see how that You know, again. I mean, Richards, again, I, I, I don't want to hold my breath on him, but <laughs> still Richards, J.C. Ramirez, wow. You know what I mean? It looks like a really good pitching staff if they don't get hurt next season. Right. It's Young. Def- yeah, Ooh. and by say it definitely helps too because competition will, will build yeah. the need or will build these guys, you know, being pushed. If they feel like they need to do something a little bit extra in the offseason to make sure they have that spot, then right. that only helps the Angels. So, yeah. Having competition, having strong competition, not just any old guy there, but having a JC where you can look at it and say, "Wow, he did this. He he might have his spot." Or he locked up having a um, a Parker Bridwell. Oh man, he might have his spot. So now, if I'm, you know, one of these guys coming off an injury, now I know I have to work a little bit harder in the offseason to make sure that I get a spot in the rotation. So yeah. it only will help the Angels in the long run. So hopefully, yeah. that's the that's the plan. Yeah, and and with Skaggs coming back soon. I mean, not Skaggs, uh, Richards. Uh, Man, I mean, if if he can be semi what he was a few years back, then we'll take it. Exactly. It's not gonna hurt us. So, it being August thirty first, it's the end of the month. So, um, end of the month. I mean, the month of August was was great for the Angels. I don't right. know when loss record. Right. Yeah. That. But I mean, going into August first, we needed to have a really good, uh, really stretch. good August, right? And we did. Um, look where we're at right now. A game and a half out of the second wild card. What, two and a half games back of the actual first wild card? Yep. Um, guys who kind of stood out for you in August, Dan, you, anyone in particular that you can say, this guy stood out to me in August? I mean, you did have this big struggle with, with Trout towards the end part of this month, going mm-hmm. 0 for 18. But, you know, he can do it all. And I think you yeah. have to look at his surrounding cast and – We'll have to pick him up at times. I mean, there's going to be times where he's going to struggle. Right. I think Crone definitely yes. stood out. Yes. Was able to get back into the rhythm, and I, and I'm thinking maybe that has something to do with Unel being hurt and him playing playing full, every day. Playing yeah. every day. Um, had a two run or two home run game. You know, a couple days ago, he's a guy that stood out. Um, again, Simmons kind of slowed down a little bit, but he's always a guy that can give you a home run and give you on base. So I mean, for Position wise, I say those two guys are really has stuck out to yeah. me. You know, this month, it, it it was a good, like you said, it was a good month. We needed to stay in the hunt. We needed to stay close. We have needed to have a good run, and we and they did. They did. They they are just still in it going into September, and that's all. As a fan, I asked for is make it interesting. Make me want to go go to a game on on a, on in September. Or make me yeah. turn on the T because. Man, if you're 20 games out, if you're one of those teams that's like 20, 15 games uh, out, like why, why watch the game? You know, it's but brutal. maybe, maybe want to watch, and I feel like they've done that definitely. Yeah, uh, to me, I think you know who I'm picking for August Player of the yeah. Month. My hand, Luis Valbuena. Uh, I didn't want to steal your thunder, so I was like, I'll let him do that. <laughs> Luis, uh, you guys don't know, I'm I'm friends with Luis Valbuena, and th- look, you guys, I don't want to make up excuses for the guy, but he missed most of spring. Right. Miss a first month, month plus of the season. That coming off uh, hamstring surgery they had the, in the off season, so he injured the same injury. Um, does that make sense? Injured the same injury, <laughs> but either way, he injured the same problem. And then it, he pretty much went through his spring in May, you know, and May and June. So, I mean, 
I know his batting average isn't there, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't write down the numbers for the month of August, but he's got 17 home runs. Um, he had a multi-home run game here in the month of August. He had a few games where he tied or put us ahead with a home run in late innings. So he's got 17 home runs. I think he's around 50 RBIs. He's finally over 200. Yep. But more important than that, the dude is getting on base, and it seems like he's scoring every time he's on base. It seems like someone hits a home run. It was either Chrome <laughs> or Simmons, and he's scoring a lot of runs, getting on base, and that's what that's what you need to ask for. So um, – the batting average wasn't there, but you weren't going to get a 300 batter in Luis. No, you knew you that. Hoping, you knew that coming in. Yeah, you were hoping he'd be at least 250. But the power numbers are there, and and he's come through so many times in the clutch, especially in the month of August. I hope that he continues this streak, especially now with Escobar. I I hate to say, oh, I hope Escobar doesn't come back, but we posed this question. In the poll two weeks ago, do we hurt with not having Escobar in the lineup? And it, it obviously. The Angels answered that question for us. It hasn't hurt us. Um, I mean, you would love to have a guy like Escobar in the lineup because he could be your leadoff guy. You know, he's been a leadoff guy for us and done a decent job last year, especially buying over 300. But this year, I mean, he's kind of, kind of been a struggle for him. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Luis is filling in good. Now that we got Brandon Phillips, we can, we can like you said, platoon Coward and, and Valbuena over at third, and then from time to time, Crow needs a day off. You move you Valbuena, Valbuena there, first. and then have Cow. Yeah, it, it works out either way. So for me, Luis Valbuena is my player of the month of August. Pitching wise, I gotta give it up. I, I don't want to give it to one person, so I'll say the Angels bullpen again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like a broken record. We've been talking about this bullpen and like how overachieving they've been, but dude, I think I think it's what, it's and I'm I'm with you on that. I think it's really well deserved. Yeah, they might have a, a, a rough game here and there, but but I mean, any bullpen will. You you look around the league, it's not. I think people get so tunnel vision on just the Angels that they don't realize what else is going on. So yeah, they might give up a game here or there, but for the most part, for the consistency part, it, you know. They've they have, have have helped the Angels more than any other pitcher has with all like you said with all the injuries to the Haney to Skaggs to uh, Richards like they have been the the, the more consistent force because our offense will go up and down like you you've seen that in the last couple games they'll go up they'll go down they'll score ten and then the very next night they'll score none or one right but to me it seems like the bullpen for the most part you know if there's six games a week. You know, five of those games, they're going to be lights out. And then, yeah, maybe they'll have one rough game. But for the most part, they've been lights out the whole time. And and, and, and it's I'm, – I'm going to say it again, dude. It's nothing short of, of almost a miracle because, I mean, you look at every successful team, every team that is either in front of us or behind us in the wild card race or in the playoffs has a set reliever. Right, a set eighth eighth inning guy, a set seventh inning guy. The Angels on any given day can say, "Key, go take the, go close this game right. out." Blake, go, go close this game out. Bud, you, we need you to close this game out. Key, we need you to come in in the sixth inning today. Yeah, Petit, we need you to close today, buddy. Yeah. I know you pitched last night in the fifth inning, but we need yeah. you to come in in ninth today and close. And, and you even saw that yesterday, last night too, with 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 uh, Parker. Coming in and getting a four-out save. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think the best thing the Angels have going for them right now and going into the playoff push is they have options. You know what I mean? They can they can ride the hot hand, whether it's in the everyday lineup or in the bullpen or, you know, any kind of, any kind of combination. 
they can have options, and I think that's the biggest thing that you can look for right now is is them not being so tied down to like, okay, we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this. We have options. We are able to uh, pitch certain guys on certain days when they feel like it, and not have the fear of losing anything. Right. When you know player X isn't able isn't available because he pitched last three days. Right. So I think that's the best thing going on for going into the month of September is the options the Angels have. Right, and I love the options. Uh, man, it's crazy. Like I, 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 I am just. I don't. I don't want to say mind blown at how the bullpen is able to, like, every day get us out of situations, and, and any given guy can close at any given day. And that's a great problem to have, especially down the stretch. You know. Oh, exactly. Having the trust and 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 four different guys in clutch ninth innings or late inning situations is an awesome problem to have. Especially for the Angels who don't have a set guy. Right. You know, um, you know, you, you look at that bullpen again and you're like, and they sit on MLB Network and you sit in a podcast before. You ask anybody outside of the Orange County, the greater Los Angeles area, to yeah. name you two guys to three guys in the Angels pitching staff. I bet you that, you, that you're not going to get an answer. They'll probably just say Richards, but then you tell him he's on the DL. He doesn't yeah. count. And they're like, okay, well, then who I need the Angels and wins this season. Yeah. And then, by the way, he's on the DL right now, too. So they probably wouldn't even guess that. Right. But, you know, again, having a great month, going 18-11 this month, seven games over 500 in the month when a month you needed to happen. You know, so they're definitely going the right way. They're definitely projecting the right way. Again, I'm not the type of guy that's going to sit here and say, Angels are going to make the playoffs now with this move, but they're definitely putting themselves in a position where, you know, they could very easily host a wild card game at the end of next year. And probably two months ago, three months ago, that was certainly not thought of. Barely even the second wild card thought of. So, you know, you have to hope Minnesota cools off. You have to hope oh even uh, Baltimore even Baltimore cools off because you don't have any games against those people anymore. You don't have any games against uh, the Twins that you can be like, okay, cool, we'll play them, and if we take two or three, we'll leapfrog them. You don't have that luxury anymore. Yeah. And the schedule gets a little harder coming up now in the month because you do have the Cleveland Indians mm. – at Angel Stadium, the 19th, 20th, and 21st of September. And the way they're playing, they're super hot, too. And they're right on the tail of of the Astros for best best record in the AL. So they might have something to play for as far as having home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So mm. there's no easy games going through the rest of the year. You have Chicago or uh, the White Sox also in the month that could give you some problems because they're a younger team. Probably not the most experienced team, but again, you're playing in Chicago. It's going to be a four-game series late in the month. So, you know, you never know what could happen, whether it could be an issue at that time. So you just have to take care of what they can take care of and, you know, hope that Minnesota cools off. Yeah, I mean, again, got to take care of business. You got to win the games that you're supposed to win. They did that against Oakland. And I don't know people. A lot of people are like, "Oh, we can't, we can't take this Oakland sweep that serious or whatever, whatever." I understand that, but you gotta. They had to beat Oakland, and they beat Oakland. I know there was a few games there where it was just like, "Woo!" Especially last night's game where it was a ten-eight win. Yeah, Pennington of all people hit a grand slam. So you know that, that's just another t- another thing for the Angels. At, at any given day, a guy hits a home run and it's a hero. And I know I should know better now than to turn the game off <laughs> or change the channel. 
But I feel like I'm going to jinx them if I watch them now. So <laughs> when they're down by a lot, I, t- I t- tend to change the channel. But it, I'm always flipping back and forth. It's always one of those things where you might change the channel, but then you get on your on your phone the update. Yeah. Oh, man, where, 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 where can I go? Where's the remote? I got to change yeah. back and see how this ends. I always flip back and forth all the time. Yeah. So, But no, moving forward, I mean, the schedule up ahead is not going to get any easier, but you got to take care of business. So... You know, 40-man roster expansion, the pickup of Upton, the pickup of Phillips, it only helps the Angels. And, and you know, the pitching staff kind of starting to kind of come together with Skaggs coming back and Richards coming back, uh, Heaney coming back. That that That's only helping the Angels, guys. So um, I'm, I'm excited for the final stretch run here. Um, the moves were made to solidify the offense. Let's, let's go out and get it, guys. Let's go yeah. out and get it. So, um you raised a poll question. Yes. On our uh, Facebook. Um, and I yeah. Think on Instagram, right? Oh, on Twitter. Twitter. On Twitter, on the Halo underscore Haven Twitter handle, and then also Halo under or this the Halo Haven um, fan group on Facebook. Um, so, um, yeah, and it was a simple question because you hear about it all the time. You hear about the even the broadcasters sometimes will will say something about strike zones. You know, how he call that a strike? And then a lot of, especially now if you watch the ESPN, you know, game of the week or whatever they have now, they have they have the strike zone imprinted on the screen. You can kind of see as the game's live where the ball was, if it missed, if it was in a strike zone, and see how the umpires call it. So that is, has been a big topic around Major League Baseball is strike zones and the consistency and the maybe them leaning towards an automated strike zone. Maybe not next year, maybe not the year after that, but, you know, by 2020, 2021, who knows what what would happen. So that was the poll question. Would you be in favor of an automated uh, strike zone? And you know, this is probably the most down the line poll question we've had since we started doing it, you know, probably last month. And uh, 50, or 43% said yes, they wouldn't mind it. They would prefer it. And 57% said no, they don't want it. They're, you know, they're more old school that way. Right. So, you know, again, 50-50. So where'd you, where'd you, where did you stand on the question and, and, and why? I I hit yes. And here's why. So often we hear people complain about the umpire misses call, the umpire misses that call. Uh, uh, even the coaches and the, ump- the managers are, are screaming. The batters are like, no, it was off. It was this, blah, blah, blah. If we all agree to a strike zone, automated strike zone, you can't complain. Right, exactly. What are you gonna What are you gonna say? Yeah, and you so if can't it, do nothing. And I said yes. I'm I'm on the same boat you are. Um, Chris, he's not here today, but yeah, he, he was he, no. he he was known, but he said more because he's old school. But I said yes, and for my reason, the exact same yours is that I get tired of people complaining, 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 and then having some kind of I don't know what their expectation is or why they feel like it's realistic but they're like well why can't why can't the umpires just get that they're human beings they're not going to get every call right it's right. not it's not physically possible like i don't care you know if these guys have been doing this major league you know umpiring for you know 10 15 years and they haven't got it by now i don't think they're going to get it so to me it's like if you want to complain about it then i don't know how you're against an automated cuz you ask any player any player in baseball hitter they just want consistency mm-hmm. So people are saying, well, there's different sizes of players. You know, you got Altuve on one end and you got Judge on the other end. No, no, no. You know what I mean? But there's technology now. Yeah. And just so people understand, the way Major League Baseball grades their umpires is through an automated system. So that the idea of, oh, we don't have technology, we don't have this to, 
to vary the strike zone or to you know vary the heights of the players is ridiculous because they're using it to degrade yeah. their umpire or their home plate umpires. So to me, it's just like if that means that couple inches below the knees is a strike. Well, guess what? It's going to be a couple inches below the knee for every player. So yeah, technically, if you want to look at the robot, that's not a strike. But if it's consistently the strike zone right. for the player, then you don't have to worry about it because yeah. now if I think that's a strike, then I know it's a strike. Then I'll know. Now I have to swing at it. And same thing vice versa. If I know the letters are the strike zone, I'm not going to be able to take a ball there once and the next time I'm a bat, it's going to be a strike. I'm well, going to know it all the way through. Well, I see it as MLB says, this is how big the strike zone is going to be. It doesn't matter how tall or how smart you are. Yeah. I don't care if you're a judge or a Tuve. It's, I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Let's just say two feet by four, uh, two feet by three feet. Right. Yeah, I'm just throwing a number. I'm not saying that's what it is. Two feet by three feet, that's it. Anything... Outside, I don't care how tall or big you are. That's the strike zone. We all agree. It goes through some kind of players voting, whatever. Right. And it passes. There you go. You can't. You can't complain. Right. Exactly. That's and a, there it is. That's my biggest thing. That's is like strike. people are complaining. Oh, the strike zone's awful. Well, then go automated. Well, then you get rid of the umps. I'm like, no, well, I'm not saying you get rid of the umps. No, you just get rid of the home plate umpire. Well, not even that. Well, he's no, still, he's still he still there. has to be there. Yeah. I mean, he still has to foul, be there foul, for foul, foul balls, tips, yeah. caught foul balls, check swings. Um, so there's still like you're not getting rid of a dude. It's just you know if you, I don't know how they would do it. I don't know if there's a light on, behind home plate where he throws the ball, it goes through the zone, and then it's a red for a strike and a blue for a ball, and just a light pops up instantaneously and say, okay, cool, that's or a strike. He's wearing a headpiece, yeah, or whatever. That's right. But you're still gonna need an umpire home plate. There's gonna be still be plays at the plate. We need someone there. Yeah. You still need a, a a foul fair call going down the line. Right. So I mean. And that stuff is very black or white. If, is it on the line? Is it off the line? Mm-hmm. Did he foul tip it? Did he get foul tip into the glove? So you're not getting rid of a guy. So some people, I heard some arguments, well, that's his, how you're going to get rid of like a guy's job. Like, And I understand that. You're just you know diminishing the that position. I'm like, no, you're taking something off his plate that is really, if you think about it, unrealistic. For him to be consistent with the strike zone, you know, I don't know if umpires ump 162 games like players play or you know if they have like a a certain make maybe a week off to kind of you know recharge whatever being there every day i know it would be hard so you know let's just say they go 150 games for you're asking a guy to be consistent and i know not all of them not they're not behind the plate the whole time but you know whatever say 60 games it's hard for me to think that a guy can be consistently the yeah. same There's 50 no 60 times a game yeah you know, it's going to come with ups, it's going to come with the downs, but if you're the one of the people that are complaining all the time about how is that a strike, how is that a strike, I don't know how you vote no on an automated strike zone. Either you love it because it's a human error and you accept it, or you don't like it and you want some kind of consistency. Right. But to think that an umpire can consistently be, you know, strike here, strike there, over games and games and games, I, I just don't find, I just don't see that being realistic. Yeah, there's, and there's no other way of fixing it other than going to an automated system. Right. What, what do you, there, there's nothing you're going to do. Human error behind the plate. It's literally inches and centimeters that you have to decide whether this caught the black of the plate or not. Right. So you're leaving it up to a human being. Like, so if you're going to complain about that, the only way to fix it is putting that little red ESPN box that we've seen, like, oh yeah, that was a strike. And, and, and for the most part, let, let's give the umpire some no, kind they of are. credit. They are. Dude, like, most of the time when you see that little zone thing, right. they, they call it a strike right. most, more times than not. But if, like you said, if you're that person that constantly complains about the home plate umpire, I don't see any other way of fixing it. Why would you Why would you vote no? Exactly. Yeah, I, just, There's uh, no, I don't know. I'm old school, too, in some ways, but I, I see it now. 
you pose this question and this is how I'm gonna, yeah sure I'm in favor of it because mm-hmm. dude I mean if you're and gonna it, complain that's the only way to my whole and, and I don't care what sport it is like to, in my idea you want to get it right and like I don't understand why people why would you not be a why would you be against getting it right? Right. You like know the whole I mean? instant replay thing. It finally baseball jumped on it. And right. I don't know why football went away from it for that for period for of time. For a little bit of time. Too. And, so, that, and that could be a technology thing. But, you know, you want to get it right. You don't want it to come down to, you know, seventh game of the ALCS um, going to yeah. the, the World Series and off a ball that was it fair, was it foul? Was it was he safe, was he out? Well, yeah. we'll say he's out and then, okay, then – all the other networks, ESPN, Fox, whatever, they all have the technology to replay, and you can clearly see that it was it was wrong, and you're supposed to be okay with that, and but you don't want replay. So to me, it's like, how do you not want the technology aspect of the game? I understand baseball is old school. I understand baseball has its historic, you know, numbers yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. I understand that, but at the same time, you have to be able to evolve with what yeah. is going on in the times. Progression is key to a successful business, so. Uh, baseball needs to progress and they've done their thing they've done their fair share of progression over the years uh, uh, the instant replays and stuff that, that that's that been obviously has already it just it has been a great um, you only wish that maybe they could have thought of it sooner you know when I'm, what is his name Andres Galarraga's son was it Andres Galarraga's oh. son? There was the perfect game where he was clearly oh, it, out. It wasn't Galarraga's son, but he had the last name oh, Galarraga. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, clearly an out. Jim and Joyce missed it, dude. I mean, if we would have the replay, this kid would have had a perfect game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I understand the old school guys. Oh, it's taking this out of it, the element. Yeah, but at some point you have to progress. You know, and right, and you have to you... move along with the times, guys. Yeah. Uh, quickly before we start wrapping things up I wanted to give a shout out we got a review uh, we're, if you guys are listening to us on one of the links through Facebook or one of our links that we post uh, Twitter. on our social media pages you can, if you have an iPhone you can actually go on iPhone and subscribe to us on I, iTunes and you just look up All Angels Podcast or Halo Haven Halo Haven's even a tag on there it'll too. pop up you can leave a review we got a review from Halo Man 18 five-star review he said great show finally an angels podcast don't know your real name but halo man 18 thank you for subscribing and thank you for leaving a rating review review. uh we appreciate all the listeners that are out there listening to us we're not live on youtube today because we life happens chris couldn't be with us today we couldn't be in halo haven headquarters tonight (laughs) but i'm almost thinking oh it was super hot it was hot yeah for people that i don't know how many people are outside southern california but it was up in the 111 112 oh dude it was insane and and i was telling you guys i think i told you guys yesterday i'm all it's gonna be hot tomorrow it's gonna be hot in the uh, halo haven so um but either way uh, chris couldn't be with us tonight so we're not on youtube but we'll be on youtube Hopefully next, next week, and it'll be a lot cooler too. So, <laughs> I'm, you know, I sweat very easily, <laughs> and I was sweating the last three podcasts. So, uh, you know, being in there in Halo Haven headquarters tonight would have been, oh man, I would have had a drenched shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I want to thank you guys, everyone who's listening, everyone. Uh, you can go ahead and follow. You can follow me on Twitter, and I just reactivated my Twitter because I somehow I lost my my password. I forgot what email <laughs> I used. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter. It's the Halos Fan 15. T H E Halos Fan 15. You can follow me on Twitter and then you'll follow us on the uh, on Facebook at 
Halo Haven. And what's the Instagram? And Inst- oh. Instagram, same thing as Halo underscore Haven on Instagram. Halo underscore Haven on Twitter. Uh, my personal my personal Twitter is Dan Garcia eighty seven. That's my Twitter, and then it's also my Instagram. But yeah, um, like kind of like what he said. Review us, check us out. Mm-hmm. Um, any ideas? Any questions? We didn't do a we didn't do a q and A Q&A today. Partly because we had so much stuff with the Upton okay. and with the, the Phillips trade going on, Maben Lieben, uh, the the weekend re- or the, the month in review. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a lot of stuff. We don't want to be on here for two hours and bore you guys. Yeah. So, so you know, next week we'll, we'll be back to it. We'll be asking for questions. We'll be asking for a uh, – we'll have a little live stream during yeah. it so you can ask your questions there. But same thing, review us have questions again that's halo underscore haven both on twitter and on instagram mine is dan garcia 87 so again any questions reviews anything let us know um even if it's you know you want a shout out we'll see what happens so yeah um yeah look us up yeah and uh quickly before we we wrap it up too we uh dan had mentioned that we were at the uh inland empire 66ers rehab star for you now let's come i want to I can't thank enough uh, Steve Went from the Inland Empire 66ers yes. for uh, hooking us up with media credentials for this season. Uh, we were late in the game trying to get him, and, and we, we just hopefully next year this is built. We will have a build up relationship with the 66ers. But we had access to the field, the dugout with Unal Escobar. Uh, we took some sweet pictures of Unal. Chris, I know, took some video. cool video yeah. of Unal. Check it out. It's on the Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Thank you to the Inland Empire 66ers organization in a whole. But Steve uh, hooked us up with the credentials. Um, Joe Hudson, the general manager, was more than helpful with us when we were there the first time. So it's a great, great, great organization. We can't wait to be out there uh, next year. And we'll bring to you guys, uh, hopefully, interviews with with, uh, next year's up-and-coming Angels stars. Um, We do have a couple of interviews lined up for uh, later podcasts. Uh, uh, You know, I know moving after this season – is over. We'll, 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 we don't know what the schedule is going to be like, but you know we're, we're working prize, and we thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, the guy, you guys who have been listening to us since we started, I really appreciate your guys' uh, you know listenership. Uh, you guys, you give. Uh, this is why we do it, man. Like we don't get paid for this, but it's an amazing thing that you know we're able to just just getting that review, man. I saw it today, and I went, oh, that's awesome, you know. Yeah, and that's, always- what, that's what I. I mean, I myself have gone on there before I started this podcast and looked up Angels for a po- Angels podcast and, it's and not, saw nothing. Yeah. You know? The only one they have is like the MLB one, but it's, it's more of a review of the like game. clips, right? Yeah, it's more the review of the game. It's, there's not a fan one, and that's kind of what we're trying to mm-hmm. have here is just something to talk Angel baseball. Something, you know, an hour long, 50 minutes long, maybe yeah. a little bit longer, but no, not much more longer than that. But just talk about what's going on. Um, have a fan's perspective, what we hope to see, what we hope not to see kind mm-hmm. of deal. So, you know what? If you could tell a friend, awesome. You know, it's real easy now with, with iTunes. You subscribe it. You we, we do the podcast, and then boom, within, you know, five minutes of us finishing the podcast and posting it, it'll be on your phone. You can download it. You know, I personally, I listen back because I want to know yeah, where so we met. So I, I. I want to I know where I can get better at. Right. So I'll listen to it back. I'll listen to it back in the car. I'll listen to it back at work. You know, yep. we, and we hope that's what you guys do too. It's right. like if, you, if you're working in an office and you have, you know, can listen to music, listen to this, put your earphones on. Or if you're traveling, you know, yeah. throw it in. That's the same thing I do with my other podcasts right. that I listen to. So, Especially if you have a love for the – if you're listening to us, you love the angels. So we just want to give you that. Here, listen to this. Somebody's finally talking about the Angels because the only show that talks about the Angels is Roger Lodge on AM830. There's nothing in the morning. 
There's nothing. There's nothing to listen. Nothing angels related on the radio. No. So we're just giving us you you guys our opinions, our thoughts, and hopefully you guys don't hate us for <laughs> our opinions and thoughts. But if you're listening, thank you guys so much. Um, big shout out to Chris, uh, Halo Haven. Follow Instagram, Facebook. We told you guys the links. We will catch you guys next week. And hopefully the angels keep on rolling, and we'll hopefully we'll talk about the good things up then and uh, Phillips have done since then, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm Johnny Bangs. I'm Daniel Garcia, and we'll catch you guys next week for the All Angels podcast. Catch you guys later. You all have a great rest of the week. Spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.